Guess who's back? Do do do, back again. Do do do, mama's back. Do do do, tell a friend. Do do do, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? He's getting lower. He's back. Like physically lower. Guess who's not your mama's Christy podcast? Welcome everybody. Not your mama's Christy podcast. The Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I am your host. Did you miss me, Shane? Oh, God, I'm sorry. Got to bring you down. Here's Eric. That you were physically going down oh, yeah. in your seat when you were doing. When you when you, you, when you, when you yes, sing that, your body just it just takes over. It, you literally you're you're almost on the floor. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if everybody realizes how much I put into physically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, <laughs> mentally. Wait, what's the spiritual <laughs> part? Into these intros. Just worship for you. <laughs> you know what? It just involves my entire being. No, everything we do in response to grace is worship, right? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we're back, <laughs> including the, including Eminem slipping <laughs> in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, we're and, back. And not your mamas. We make Eminem a worship song. Hey, that's just it's just it just what it's just what happens when you listen <laughs> to us. We are back. I. Did you get um any complaints how long we were gone? Um, there wasn't really complaints. It was just kind of like uh, I, I had random people be like, "Hey, like, are you done? Are you, are <laughs> yeah. you guys gonna do this anymore?" We, or? we got many messages. There was people like, "Hey, like, not trying to rush you or anything." But, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, people actually want us to come." Back. I know. <laughs> I was thinking to myself like, we would we would take this break and then people would just forget about yeah. us yeah. and then just be like yeah and i think that for the majority of people that's probably the case we just took the six people that's kind yeah. of that said i guess everyone half just- of those people are like our family <laughs> people we, that- have, we had some people that are um nymers uh-huh. so they they pay monthly yeah to help us run this podcast which you can also do as well if you if you're interested yeah. patreon you can go to patreon and look up not too much christian podcast you can do that as little as one dollar a month yeah anyways we had people that and they were like contact us contacting us like hey um yeah. We basically just stole from them. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're still paying you. <laughs> we don't get any content. So we apologize. If, yeah. For those that are listening that want their money back, as long, if you've given under $30, we can't give you your money back a month, okay? No <laughs> 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 one gets more than, more than that. <laughs> just sorry. We're sorry. We're back yes. finally. Um, what took us so long to get back? You know, it was getting to a point for us because I don't know if people want to. But, but, and when we say this, that we get peop, a few people pay us Patreon to, to do this. It's not like we see any of that. It's yeah. not like it goes into our pockets. It goes into the production, which is very minimal, yeah. to do this podcast some for equipment. us. We found out Equi- today we're recording our Something headphone broken stuff broke, and, so we need to buy a new one of those. And to host it and to all those website, sort of things, website stuff, stuff it, it costs us a little bit of money. So like the, the, the little money that people do give, which we are extremely thankful for, it's not like it pays us to do this. We just do this because we like to do it. I think we both can make like $10 a month. Oh, we could. Yeah. <laughs> well, mean, then, I've never sent it to Shane. Yeah, it's just, just Eric is one who collects it. <laughs> no, it's in a PayPal account. It's, we need it when we break some breaks. Is there like Do a, you really want there, 10 bucks a month? Is there is there like a money laundering scheme that's going on with <laughs> you right now? I'll buy you lunch once a month. Okay. okay? That could be the deal. That's fair. Because <laughs> I'm not buying it. The, it's the NYMers that that's, are buying Oh, lunch. that's true. So <laughs> anyways, but yeah, we've, we, ha- we have taken off a couple months because it's a lot to, for us to do this weekly. Um, and so uh, Eric had started a church, had a new kid. I've been 
pastoring a church, and sometimes we get to a place where you're like, okay, we just need to slow slow down, take a little bit of a break. We were so, also thank you for running that. out of topics. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were like, what do we talk about this time? Because when you do a podcast every single week, unless yeah. you're constantly mm-hmm. emailing, let's do some like... Um, back behind the scenes stuff yeah if in order to get people to come on the podcast interview wise we do have a couple people that email us that mm-hmm. are looking to for their clients to get on so mm-hmm. that's that makes it really nice and easy but to get people that we want to interview because yeah. there's times we're like oh we would love to interview that person it probably every 10 emails you send out mm-hmm. that you're trying to get someone to be on the podcast like one gets back right and and then or one or two and then maybe one of those will actually work schedule wise and we can actually get them on in a good time all that kind of stuff so we we like getting people to come on and that's yeah. my, one of my favorite things to do is talk to people I've never thought I'd talk to yeah interview different um, people like Ted DiBiase we interviewed Ted DiBiase <laughs> that's always the one you go to I love that event. <laughs> yeah I was I watched it I was like, we've yeah. had a lot of great guests yeah, on, on the show so um. But in order to get those, we have to kind of constantly send emails out. And it got to a point where we're like having trouble constantly doing it because it's, it's a constant yeah. job. You got to do that. And then not only that, when you interview somebody, you have to work around their schedule. And you got to do homework. Do yeah. You can't just like show up and do it. Correct. If it's a book, you have to read the book or at least most of the book. And right. You have to prepare questions. So like, so we were trying to get in, into that because we were running out of topics to do about every week because mm-hmm. we're, we're strict. Every single week we're doing a podcast. Yeah. So when... So after a while, it's like, well, how much are we actually giving a good product out there? Yeah. Or just like, what did Trump do today? Let's talk about that <laughs> for this episode. Yeah, yeah, we have had a lot of content for that for that yeah. reason. We're sling a lot of tent. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but if you're listening, you're like, oh man, I would love to hear a podcast about this, or I would love to hear you guys interview this sort of a person, or if you have a specific guest in mind, shoot it our way, and we'll we'll do our best to reach out to people yeah. and and uh, and see if anyone's willing or interested to to come on and, and we, talk about some things. We normally can find people, especially like yeah. we had a lot of people that said I would love to hear about like suicide, especially mm-hmm. when Lincoln Park guy. Um, yeah. Um, Chester. suicide and even um or just even chris like, cornell yeah for that but anthony we, bourdain and yeah. then kate spade all the that it, one it pastor was like, that was it was going around that one pastor who committed suicide did you see him uh, i don't know but it that. was a couple of months ago he has a family he because oh, he had depression he was in ministry um so that was a topic that a lot of people like i would like to hear about that we yeah. heard that so um we found i think her name was sarah robinson and like yep. so so we we found the people to do it. So we like when people say, "Hey, I would like to hear about this topic." Right. Um, not your mom's questions, which we uh, are continually going to be doing. Um, that's another way to do that as well. But yeah, so I, I don't know if anyone really cared about some of the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> but that's where we've been. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, we're and it's back. been it's been nice for us to be able to like just kind of relax a little bit because this time of year, at least for me. Work wise and ministry wise is pretty busy. Yeah. Um. The fall time of year when people go back to school and like there's just a lot of things happening for me ministry wise. So and then it Christmas was, comes, that's busy. Correct. And, but it was nice to be able to just kind of sit back and relax a little bit and mm-hmm. catch my breath and um. The, all, all we've actually been trying to record for the past three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I was, was sick last week. Yeah, the week before that, by the time you got down here, because we record during all the kids' nap times. Yeah. <laughs> we have four kids napping currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the kids, my, uh, my youngest son, who's six months old, woke up but right when you got here. I was right. like, I don't think it's going to work today. So like, we've been trying. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we have been trying. Just, Life just, has gotten in the way. Yeah, so um, yeah, we. I don't know what the s- schedule is. We're going to just record as much as we can at least twice a month. Yeah. We might not be every, every week, yeah. or if we can, we will. But mm-hmm. um, I used to be, you can ask Shane, I used to be really strict. 
I'm, oh, I'm saying you can ask Shane like I'm talking to someone yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be super strict. Like, guys, when Topper was still joining us, rest in yeah. peace, pour one out. When Topper was earlier, I was like, we guys, we have to release one every single week. There's no I think that that's butts. why Topper quit. <laughs> it might be a reason. <laughs> I was like, guys, we can't miss. If we knew someone's on vacation, we'd record twice that yeah. week or whatever. Um, we're, I'm a little lax. Yeah, it was <laughs> brutal. You were just like constantly on our back. Just let us breathe a Somebody little bit. Somebody has to. Oh my god! Someone's got to run this ship. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so um, I said but, ship. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it almost sounded a little bit different, <laughs> but both both words work. And that's yeah, true. yeah. I, I guess so. Um, so Shane, what? Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't we fill in everybody mm-hmm. on what we've been doing? So, so we haven't had a podcast since like the middle August, of August. August, yeah. And so this is months. this is the end of October now. So yep. about two and a half month months since a podcast has come out. Um, since then, just been, you know what? It's kind of like this is this is the way I feel right now. You know, whenever you at this point in my life, I'm 31 years old. Uh, I have I've had my job for a while, families, all this sort of thing. Whenever I like see anybody from high school that I haven't seen in a while or something, and people say, "Oh, well, what have you been up to?" I don't really have an answer. It's like <laughs> I've been up to the same things I've been up to for the last yeah. however many years. Nothing real. You still have the same job. Yeah. Now, especially since I've planted a church two and a half years ago like now that newness has worn off yeah. that would be something and i can still talk to people about that but when people say haven't seen me for a few months or a year they're like yeah. oh what's new nothing uh, i'm like everything's pretty much the same i have a daughter i'm married uh, i have a church one thing that is new i guess yeah since our last episode has been released and you probably have heard me complain about it often talking to the listeners <laughs> now you eric but <laughs> never talking to me my daughter Camden Olivia Valenstein finally took her first steps. She finally walked. Finally started walking. And this is when she started walking. Her birthday is August 30th. Her, her second birthday. <laughs> so last August, she turned two. She turned two, so, August 30th. She so, started walking August 29th of this year. <laughs> so she was two. The night, no. No, she was not. <laughs> she was there was a night before her second birthday. So before she was two, she finally started walking. And everyone, whenever anyone hears that, like I think I've said to you before, a lot of times I would complain, oh man, my daughter's so late walking. And people would be like, oh, don't worry about it. My kid has been late walking too. The latest I've heard for any other kid has been like, oh, like 18 months. Yeah, and that is really late. And that's really late. It took... 24 months <laughs> 23.9 yeah months. yeah yeah <laughs> for, for my daughter's heart but she finally did and then like a few weeks after she started walking she like rolled her ankle <laughs> and then refused to walk for another two weeks <laughs> it was and i was like we had to take her to the hospital because she would not put any pressure on it she would not stand it was like you, made, she, she, you thought it might have been broken I, we didn't know what was wrong with her like all of a sudden she finally started walking she's walking for a couple weeks we're like this is great and this side note for every other parent who said to me oh enjoy it enjoy it while while it lasts i agree with what you're gonna say enjoy it while yep. it lasts you don't want them to start walking yeah they get into everything once then. you start walking that is bullcrap oh picking them up sucks it is awful. I am. It is so much better with Ten my daughter better. walking now because now we can go outside. It's not our fault that she your can, kids are brats and they get in everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, but like people have said, oh no, once they start walking, it's way worse because yeah, then they're going to get in everything. It's like, no, th- you know what? And people told me, I was like, I guess that's true because everybody told me that. It is not true for me. <laughs> not at all. I, it, I, Lauren and I talk about this all the time. Our lives are so much better with our daughter walking now. Yeah. It is like light years better, way better that she's walking because now I can get her out of a car. And just place her on the ground and she and she'll walk. And I'm like, this is great. This is this is absolutely awesome. She does it. And now maybe my daughter is a little bit more more calm than other kids. I don't know what your kid is like. I'm just saying my specific situation. The Tasmanian devil that you're raising. My specific situation. It is wonderful. And our situations are everyone's situations. We assume. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So (laughs) we um. It gets better though. Yeah. After now, now you have her walking, which is great. Now I'm at a point where when they need to do quiet time and nap time, I say, go. Mm-hmm. And they just do it themselves. Yeah. They go upstairs and they go, so my, my middle child, Savannah, who's three, she just put herself to bed. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I was, like, I, was, go to bed. I was, um, Lauren, myself, and our sister Jessica, we were babysitting your kids because yeah. you were out somewhere. And Savannah, your middle daughter, was having a rough time. She was yeah. just like, having a, she was not, she was crying. She was cranky. I don't know what her deal was. And, um, and then all of a sudden, we were just like, hey, it's kind of quiet. And then I, I, we were used to Savannah crying. And then I look, I go, and I'm like, I better check and see what's going on. And we look up the steps, and Brooklyn, your oldest daughter, is walking down the steps. And I was like, uh, what, what, what were you doing? And she was like, ah. Uh, I put Savannah to bed. <laughs> she was not having a good time. She was a terror. She was a terror. It's Brooklyn, who's four, put her to bed. And I was like, you did? And I was, so I walked up and I look in your room, in Savannah's room, and she's crying in bed with her shoes on, with all of her clothes on and a blanket on. And I was like, did Brooklyn put you to bed? And she was like, yes. <laughs> Just crying. Probably Brooklyn tried to smother her with a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn was like, enough of she this. She can sleep forever. <laughs> So, but that's something that's new. I guess my daughter finally started walking, and it's wonderful. Anybody who says that it's worse, you're wrong. <laughs> the um, your daughter, like the traits that she has, that kept her from walking because it wasn't anything physically wrong with her. No, right? no, I, we had a physical therapist. We've gotten her checked out with doctors. She was just, she's fine. She just, it wasn't going to do it. She was she, so determined, she was stubborn, not to. stubborn, and she's a very careful, timid person. Yeah. But I think that um, determination mm-hmm. of not doing something or whatever. Yep. That will either make her the best adult or the worst adult. Oh, yeah. I, w- I mean, it's probably going to be a struggle, until, but I think that will be why she's mm-hmm. successful in life because she's not willing. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else says. I'm going to do this yeah. if I want to do it. She's very determined. She's She has a personality that's going to make raising her extremely difficult. <laughs> But I do believe that it will make her a successful, driven adult. The things that make kids bad makes them good adults sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, well, why don't you fill in on what's been, what's been happening with I you? I mean, a lot more has happened for me than for you um, because um, we finally, uh, it's been a year-long process, we finally planted Impact Church on September 16th yeah. of this year. So, that finally happened. And that year went quick. Oh, of, yeah. So we, I had talked about it a lot in this podcast of everything we're preparing for and things like that. We were basically, I was going around trying to get people to support it. Mm-hmm. Felt like Shark Tank. Like I, <laughs> I had church playing networks calling me. They yeah. said we can give you as much money. We'll take five percent of your right. equity. Basically, yeah. it was weird. Um, but eventually, we finally launched on September 16th. We started doing some preview services, um, and yeah, it's been going. Um, it's going going great so far. September 16th, we had a huge crowd, which we knew we would. Um, you canceled church and brought your whole church to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was um, more. That was more for me than you. Yeah, you got a break. <laughs> yeah, we got a week off. You have to pay for rent that week. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we finally planted. But um, one thing that that was happening right before that happened, which is more of an indication that that I believe God was calling us to to plant this church, was that everything at our house went wrong right before launch, oh, like yeah. the first two weeks. Um, so let me list off everything that went wrong. <laughs> our basement flooded. Um, our our roommate. Eric Topper. Well, this is with how how long did you say within the the, the plan? So um, we planned September. Um, our roommate Eric Topper, rest in peace, pour one out. <laughs> moved out in June. Yeah, and because um, he was three kids, he's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he moved out and moved into the city, and then two months later, so August time, like right at right when the last po- podcast was released, our basement flooded. Um, and our basement didn't flood because like it rained so much. It flooded because our washing machine broke and flooded everywhere. Um, so we had to redo the whole basement, which um, insurance covered it uh, after after the um, after our deductible. But that that was a long process fixing that thing. I had to rip all the carpet out, paint everything, new walls, everything. Our washing machine broke because our plumbing was bad. We thought fix the plumbing that was expensive, and then we found out oh no, it's just washing machine that's broken. And so we got a new washing machine, got mm-hmm. another one in. So um, all that. In case you don't know, is expensive. And then our cars, um, our our one car, I ran over something and it's leaking gas. Currently, it's still leaking gas <laughs> in the in the driveway. Um, we've been trying to patch it up, it hasn't worked. So, so do to, not smoke cigarettes around Eric's yeah, don't, driveway. Don't throw a cigarette <laughs> in my driveway. Well, normally, so we're recording this uh, that um, we're recording this two days for Halloween. Normally on Halloween, oh yeah, fire we pit. put a fire pit in the driveway. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Um, roll the dice. Yeah, we're no, gonna no, we're it. power wash it or something. Okay. Um, it, we've been anyway. So, um, it's really hard to drive a car when it's leaking gasoline. We tried to patch it up, and we've been. It has been for like a month since it's been leaking, and we've been trying to fix it. Hasn't worked. So we had to buy a new fuel tank. That's like five hundred some bucks. And then um, our other car, the alternator, went out after the battery went out two months ago. Yeah. So and our oven's not working, and our shower broke. <laughs> so that's everything that happened. Right before launch, <laughs> you know, launching a church, that's not, that's not hard at all. So, but I really see that as, man, yeah. someone's really trying to make this as hard yeah. as possible. Um, but launch went well. We had, we had five people respond to the message afterwards. They raised their hand and were responding in, in some way. Um, so it was great. And then we started the actual process of mm. church. It went from the wedding day to the marriage pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let me ask you this. How different or how similar is impact as to what you expected before you launched. So I found that the thing that was like really hard at first was, and you know this, everyone would go to you for the problems. Uh-huh. So our first two preview services, we're trying to figure out how to set everything up correctly. Cause we're, we're renting a school. So we're, we're, we're very mobile and portable. So we're setting it all up. Um, Everyone had to ask me because they mm. thought that I had to give an okay before they did it, which made it where like everyone was like, "Hey, where do you want to put this like gate?" Yeah, like, some stuff care. that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So I learned quick. Oh, I need to like bring up leaders that will be able to mm. do this without me telling them. So mm. and we did, and there was people that are that were in place like, "Hey, you have the authority to do whatever you want to do. Don't ask me." And yeah. they did it, and they killed it, and they and some people even did it better than I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of hard at first, and then um. It's just so easy to get to a point, and I don't even know how you get away from this, but it's so easy to think of like, look at what everyone else did that worked and think, okay, if you follow that exact formula mm-hmm. of how you plan a church, it's going to result in X amount of people coming. Right. When you don't want it to do that, 
but you just naturally do that. And I found myself like we had launch day. We had 215 people. Awesome launch. Day. We only expect 150. The next week I was hoping for around 70, 75. We had 60 people, mm-hmm. which I knew would be a big drop because your old church wasn't coming next, yeah. <laughs> next week. And, um, it got so easy for me to be like, crap, but I did everything right. Like, yeah. I did the formula. This should result in at least, I said 70 being being like on the low end. I was actually hoping for like close to 100 mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. week. We had 60. And, but it rained. So I was like, well, it's raining. No one comes when it's raining. 61. The following week, we had 61 again. Mm-hmm. So And it was a nice day. So I was like, oh, man. So then I started. Oh, well, it was too nice. It was too it was too nice, so people didn't want to come. See, the weather. This is the way the weather works when it comes to church. If it's raining, people don't want to come. Yeah. If it's snowing, people definitely are not coming. If it's a little cold, people don't want to come. If it's nice out, people don't want to come because oh, well, it's a nice day out. This is my opportunity, right? There's always some a, people just don't want to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it just I found quickly that it's hard to not sin when you plan a church, mm. it, and and I think you better relate to it. But mm-hmm. it's so easy to make it make it think make make the whole process and everything that's happening the 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 way you're succeeding you think is the amount of people that are coming yeah and a lot of times i feel like i was doing that hoping that we'd have a certain amount of people not because more people might reach jesus which i wanted that to happen but because then when someone asked me at a church conference hey how many people go to your church yeah, yeah. i can say we got 100 people coming we're only 2 weeks in right i think it was about me yeah. like and and even though i didn't want it to be I just think our sinful nature comes out mm-hmm. and ch- playing a church is no different. Mm-hmm. And so I found that I'm like extra things I'm trying to fight against mm-hmm. so I don't sin while I plan a church. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, it's so it's so easy to do. And um, I think that to in order to plant a church, there has to, the, the, the easiest thing to do is have a little bit of a God complex mm-hmm. because um, especially when you look at these mega churches and and uh, these churches that are just like that have blown up, or it's so in anything in life, you always are the temptation is to compare yourself to somebody else who did the same thing as you yeah, or yeah, is you doing do. the same thing. That's just what do you mean by every, well, what do you mean by God, God complex? You think that you're the one. You think yeah. that you're the reason. Mm-hmm. You think that this is either going to rise or fall on, on my shoulders. Yeah, and um and instead of realizing that God is the one who is actually doing everything and is at work, mm-hmm. we have this God complex of, man, I'm, I'm the man or I'm the woman. I'm the one who's going to take care of everything. And, and if people just listen to me, then, mm-hmm. then we'll go in the right direction. Yeah. We, don't, we don't normally think about it in a way of it going wrong you know, w- yeah. when it comes to God, God complex. We just think, oh, well, people are going to like me. Yeah, yeah. People are going to like the way that I preach, or people are going to like the way that I lead, or or I've got tattoos, or I look cool, which yeah. I don't, right? Yeah. And you think the well, I do have tattoos, but I don't necessarily Definitely look, cool. look cool. Yeah, but you think these things like people are going to come because of me, mm-hmm. when that's not the basis of a church at all, and it never should be the basis of a church. Yeah, because I'm not selling me, and you're not selling you, and we're not selling anything. We're sharing Jesus is what we're doing. So it, it's it that, that that whole God complex comes into it, and um, I think we've mentioned this with that one uh, startup podcast that talked about church planting, um, but they they talked about this a lot. Where to be a pastor, it's kind of like a like a narcissistic thing at times. It can yeah. be, and yeah. it and it can attract people who are narcissistic. It does attract people. Yes. I mean, it's kind of the. Um the, the formula of, especially with church plan networks mm-hmm. specifically, um, that what you look for for a good qu- quality trait, because the problem with those networks are they and there's they're not wrong, 
but they do need to like they are still like a semi a business they are yeah. still trying to and and some networks are better than others where when you give back it's going directly to something else but they still mm-hmm. got to pay their bills yeah so they, don't and they wanna, still got to pay the people who are working so they don't want to put a ton of money mm-hmm. into an uh, into a group that they don't think are going to succeed yeah so they have to find traits and qualities that they think will measure when you have that and you're able to do that then you're more likely to be successful mm-hmm. they have to do that there's nothing wrong with that i know it right. sounds bad yeah but it's not i don't i understand it because it's you need you don't want to say hey you want to plant church okay here's this yeah. and we'll take five percent and you don't last for three years and all of a sudden they're out of money right right so like I get that you want to make sure that that you think people are gifted enough and qualified enough to do it yeah so um yeah th- I think that's part of the issue and it attracts people that are generally more narcissistic I yeah mean, what what's the stat that like one third of church planters are narcissists or something oh, like I, that? I don't know I, that's why I read but some I believe stat. that one. And some that's high. Yeah, it's really but high. There's two church players in the room. So one more church player shows up. <laughs> yeah. One of us has to be in the room. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's definitely the the temptation. But not even just for church planters. It's just pastors in general. Yeah. And uh, and I remember like listening to podcasts of uh, uh, Perry Noble talking about like when when they when he started New Spring and obviously he's not the pastor there anymore. But New Spring was at one time, I don't know if it still is, like one of the largest churches in the country and yeah. or the fastest growing church in the country. And I remember him talking about like, oh yeah, our first first Sunday we had like five hundred people. And the next Sunday like seven hundred people. And it's like right away they started yeah. out as a like, mega how church. Did that happen? Yeah. And and I've been going for two and a half years and and we're still under a hundred number numbers wise. And or 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 we're right about a hundred. And there are times where I'm like, man, all these other like mega churches grew so fast. And and they had so many people so quickly. And like, am I doing something wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Or and, and you focus on the numbers and you look at these things. So it's so easy for for you to become self conscious because you look at other people and your situation isn't as far along as you would like it to be, and or is what you look at other people and perceive them mm-hmm. to be. Um, so it it can be just a frustrating. But as far as you want it to be mm-hmm. that's i think it's the key as far as you yes. want it to be so yeah. cuz we look and we plan a church and it's very easy to be like i can't wait till we're like hundreds of people yeah. and then thousand people right. but then why because then i become really popular yeah that and and what i also always think is oh well then i'll be able to pay other people to do more work and and you have this idea of well maybe we'll be able to do more things and reach more people and it's also a little bit of, and then there'd be a little bit less off of my shoulders, which isn't true. Yeah, Actually, just different problems. It's just different problems. Mm-hmm. We, you think that, oh, if this just changed, that all of our problems that we have would change. Yeah, but we just buy a building, right? Then all these problems are going to change. Yeah, yeah. They just have building problems now. Right. <laughs> if, I, problems. if I had a staff of people that I paid, then I can make them do exactly what I wanted. Yeah, then to you do. have staff problems. Yeah, then you have <laughs> staff problems, and and it creates all these other issues. The bottom line is. There will always be issues. There will always be problems. And we were at um, a, a church planting conference not that long ago, and one pastor said, uh, who was speaking, said something that I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. And it was so simple. He was just like, look, not everybody is called to be a pastor of a mega church. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I but guess not. Why can't I be? Yeah, but I want to be. <laughs> Oh, I guess not. You know, and and he's right. Not everybody is, and that doesn't mean that one that the pastor of a mega church is better or more successful or does a better job listening to God than the pastor of a church of a hundred. Yeah, that, that that's that doesn't necessarily mean the case, I and mean, it may actually be the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just a it, it's an interesting way to think about it, and and uh, it can be confusing and frustrating. At so times. how do we do this process mm-hmm. of of 
being a pastor of church and planning a church while we're trying to make it the best possible and trying to make it grow, because there's nothing wrong with the goal of like seeing more people yeah. come without it becoming a sin. How do mm-hmm. we strive to make the church as good as possible without sinning by mm-hmm. making it about us? Yeah. How do you balance that? How yeah. do you find a way to tiptoe in that line? Because it's a hard line. Mm-hmm. It can very easily become, I'm trying to make it about grow, you. and then, oh, boy, this is awesome. Then people think I'm doing a great job. Right, right. How do you do that? I mean, Jesus has to be at the center of everything. And, and everything that we do has to be in pursuit of Jesus, not in pursuit of myself or numbers or a bigger church. I understand, but how, what does that actually look like? Yeah, I think that it's, it starts with praying. Mm-hmm. And in order to make Jesus a center of everything that we're doing, that Jesus has to be included in everything that we're doing. So if we're going along and I'm like coming up with all these ideas or thoughts or anything, and I haven't even consulted Jesus or talked to him about it at all, I haven't prayed to God at all, I haven't done my devotions, I'm not in, I'm not in the Bible, then that means that it's not coming from God, it's coming from me and my own ideas. Mm-hmm. So it, it starts with the, the biggest way or, or the most important thing to, to being centered in Jesus is spending time with Jesus. You know, and it's easy for pastors to do that to, 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 to avoid doing that as well. Because we think, ah, I got so much I gotta do. You know? Yeah, it feels like when we're doing devotions, it's just us working or prepping for a sermon mm-hmm. instead of actually just like Yep. Uh, what um a, a mentor of mine said to me was and, and they talked about it at this church planning conference too, was what did Jesus spend most most of his time doing? Was it preaching to the masses? No. Jesus spent somebody went through the the New Testament or the gospel and looked at how much time, what, what Jesus spent his time doing, 70% of his time was spent with his disciples and his closest friends. 70%. Mm-hmm. And wh- wh- why did he do that? Because he was spending time with them so that they then could reach more people. Yep. So that they then could go and, and be equipped and feel like they had the tools necessary mm-hmm. to go and, and talk to people about Jesus. Now, did Jesus talk to the masses? Yes. But that was not the majority of his time. And so for pastors, you... A, a red flag of being narcissistic mm-hmm. is do you spend your time thinking about the masses or the 12? Yeah. And if we're thinking about the 12 and investing and encouraging people close to us, mm-hmm. then that means that Jesus is at the center. Yeah. Uh, because we are then working alongside of those people so that we can all together go and minister. And it's not all solely on me. Yeah. And when it's solely on me, that's when it's all about me. Yeah. You know? I think when. It it depends on our goals too. Like if your goal as a church mm-hmm. is hey, here's what we're gonna do to reach this amount of people, that I almost always think that's wrong. Yeah. When your goal is to reach the number, yeah. Then where compared to just reach people, because mm-hmm. we don't know when you say here's the number, then we're assuming what God's gonna do. Yeah. Because it is because in the end, again, it's not about us. The when a church explodes or when the church. It doesn't. As long as we work our butt off, because mm-hmm. that's what's honoring to God. At the end of the day, we aren't on the hook for the results. Yeah. God is, which is should be freeing. Mm-hmm. It's it makes not about us when it's really good, and if it's bad, it's like, well, it's not about me. This is what God has given me. He's this is what He's trusting me with now. I mm-hmm. will work with this. I, will I work my butt off to make this better? Of course, because yeah. that's honoring. So I think if you make your goals like, hey, here's how we're going to hit the 200 mark at this point, mm-hmm. which, I, which nothing wrong with try, trying to grow up. But if that's your goal, then it's selfish. Yeah. If your goal is, okay, how are we going to help people meet Jesus, whatever way that looks, 
Um, Andy Stanley did a great illustration where he talks about your goals. Instead of being the numbers, it should be percentages because that makes it about the people, not about the organization of the church. Yeah. If your goal as a church is not to grow to 200 people, but instead your goal is to have 40% of people serving, 50% yeah. of people giving, and 60% of people in small groups, because that is what a disciple looks like. That's what someone yep. that is growing in their walk with God. Those are some of the things that you see them doing. Giving being a spiritual discipline that mm-hmm. is mostly the last thing people give. If that, if your percentages are that, and you're trying to increase those percentages, yeah. then that makes it. That means you care about the people looking more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's a better goal than just I hope we hit the 200 mark. Because I'm wrestling with that now, where it's like. Where I'm a futuristic guy, I'm a maximizer, so I try to make things as good as possible, and I try to look to the future. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just how I how I am. Yeah. So I've been trying recently to spend a majority of my time thinking about okay, how do we, what do we need to be in order to be a church when there's a hundred people coming, not mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. when there's a hundred people coming. What do we need to be doing to mm-hmm. to be able to do that? And we're gonna start doing that now. Yeah. So we're at seventy people on on a normal week. So. In order to be a, a, a church that is honoring to God when 100 people are showing up, we need to be doing this. Is mm-hmm. what we need. So then I meet with our leaders. That's my 12. It's like, okay, here's what we need to be. What What do you guys think? What we need to be doing in order to be ready for that and then start implementing that right now yeah. for when we get to that point yeah. when God blesses with it. Do we need to figure out how to advertise? Yeah, of course. We need to figure all that stuff out because there's a world that's dying that needs hope mm-hmm. and they can find hope mm-hmm. where we are, plus a lot of churches. But so, so I think a lot of it is we make our goal something where we want to either hit the number or hit the budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what is it? What's the saying? Uh, butts, bucks, and uh, there's, 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 a, there's a Christian saying that's... I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's a lot of times we're worried. Okay, we're making our budget. Good. We're on our budget. Oh, we got, we got new families yeah. coming. And those are all good things, but at the end of the day, if mm-hmm. we're only focused on that, then I think we're sinning as mm-hmm. leaders and we're failing our church. So the hard part is finding the ways as we plan a church because we've seen how hard is it not to be competitive when you yeah. plan a church. Yeah. It's so hard not to be competitive. Especially when you're a competitive person like yeah. we are. We both are competitive <laughs> and we both <laughs> planted a church yeah. like 20 minutes from each other. <laughs> so, but, but what's been good about what we've been able to do is we can call each other out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like we're kind of being more insider focused and yeah. think about like... Because at times we'll always ask each other, "Hey, I was church," and normally the first thing we say is, "We had seventy people. We had, yeah, you know, we were light. We had nine, eighty people." Yeah, and I think that's a way of us being like, "Oh, we're not hitting the numbers to make us feel good." Right. Like, so that's something that I think we have to constantly fight against. Mm-hmm. You need people to call you out on that crap mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it all comes down to humility, uh, and it all comes down to everything comes down to humility. Everything. Really. Yeah, everything. Not just this is this is a life thing, not not a pastor thing. Everything comes down to humility. If we get to a place where where it's all about us, then we're missing it, and it, it, it and it's never a healthy way to to do it. Even in the way that that you act with your families, or the way that you lead your families, or the way that you are being led in your family. Yeah, um, it's all about humility, and that was what Jesus laid forth. John the Baptist is a great example of that, of yeah. constantly getting himself out of the way and put and, and pursuing more of Jesus and pursuing more of God. If you pursue Jesus, then you're then you can't fail. The numbers don't dictate success or failure. The what the, the things that happen all around don't don't dictate that. The only thing that dictates success or failure is your pursuit of Jesus Christ. And, and that's what everything comes down to. So you can be a church that's succeeding in what God's calling you to do mm-hmm. when you have 40 people. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. can be a church that's failing what God's calling you to do when you have 1,000. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that John the Baptist is a great example because mm-hmm. in, in in that story, I just we just talked about it not long ago at church, like all of his crew was like, "Hey, this other guy's baptized. Everyone's your thing. What are you doing? Why? Yeah. Why?" We can go tell him to stop. And it was Jesus yeah. baptizing. <laughs> he was like, I'm not the guy. He's the guy we've yeah. been waiting for. Um, it's, and we see that all the time with church. You know how many times I heard people say like, oh, you're taking all of our people. Like if people oh, left the church. Yeah. Or like, hey, you, yeah, go do I still thing. hear but, that. Yeah. And what is that? It's like, hey, this is our thing. Mm-hmm. You go do your thing. We own people. Yeah. But you don't. Right. Like it's just so easy to, to in any area is to fall into some kind of mm-hmm. sinful trap. Mm-hmm. But I think church planning it's so it can be so hard not to unless you have other people calling you out on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I even had people um, at City on a Hill who would come out to me, or people not even at City on a Hill would come out to me when when you guys were getting ready to launch, and they would say, "I mean, are you worried that that you're going to lose people?" And I was like, "No. Yeah. Why would I be? Do I? It's not that. It's like you said. I don't own anybody. Mm-hmm. If somebody, all that I care about is whether or not somebody has a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's at City on a Hill, great. If that's at Impact, great. If that's at another church, great. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Just because it's not. We are not doing what we're doing so that we can get the most church people that we can get. Yeah. Right. Everything that we're doing is to bring people to Jesus Christ. And if somebody comes to our church and that and it's and it starts at City on a Hill and then it continues somewhere else, mm-hmm. awesome. That's yeah. all I care about. Just find Jesus in your life. So it's it's not about and 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 it's people weren't doing it because they were like, you know, trying to start anything. People were asking yeah, yeah. me these questions because they would they would it's just a normal question to ask. Oh, are you are you concerned? Do you feel yeah. like we're because we're a smaller church, we're a church plant, we're not that far into it either. And people think, oh my goodness, if anybody leaves, then this is going to collapse. Yeah. And that's not the case. We say that and we say like I don't if you go to another church, I don't care. And I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But then I don't feel the same way. Yeah, I mean I, <laughs> like, I don't I, I don't, have to fight it too. Like when I get here like I'll give an example of of something not good that I constantly do. If someone starts coming to our church, which mm-hmm. we're very new, so no one's, we don't have enough time for people to leave yet. Um, but the other church I was at, the church plant, they would come for a while and then they would go and then go to the really, really big church down the street. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, they don't need you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need you. Why would you do that? And in my head, I'm like, I know they're growing somewhere else, yeah. but man, it's hard to actually believe yeah. that. Like, I mean, I have to kind of like keep saying it. Yeah. I don't want anybody to leave. Yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to to invest all of our resources in this person, then go to continue it somewhere else. Like <laughs> I don't I don't want that to happen. Yeah. But if it is happening, that's fine. That's great. And because it's I, not about but I know you believe that. Yeah. But at the same time, don't act like there's not time oh. to like frustrate or like, come on. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. It's by any means. Not and it's not fun by any I mean like there we didn't there were some people like that I said before Man, I do kind of wish that my brother wasn't a pastor. Yeah. Because then everybody that that we knew would come to City on a Hill. Yeah. But instead, there's two places for them to go, and yeah. some people are with you, some people are with me. Yeah. I'm, and this is not just like the, the I'm talking about our close friends and family yeah. who, where if if I were the only pastor or if you were the only pastor, then everybody would be going to that church. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not about I didn't start City on a Hill to bring my friends to my church. And you didn't start Impact for that reason either. We started these places at, with that with the help of so many other people to reach people who don't know Jesus. Yeah, that's that's a goal. Not shuffle that's, church people around. Yeah, 
So that's what I have to remind myself all the time. It doesn't mean that I don't struggle with that temptation. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. We always do. And 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 I always will have to fight that. You always will have to fight that. Yeah, yeah. But it I've I mean we've been at church for six weeks, I'm yep. fighting it already. Whenever that happens, I have to remind myself the same thing. Why am I doing it? Yeah. What's the what's the point in all of this? Um it's it's not for the most people that I know to stay with me and to do what I want them to do. Yeah. So. I just think if you make the proper goals and you actually fight for that and the goals are accurate, then it can keep you in line mm-hmm. when it comes to those sinful thoughts that we have. Yeah. Like I'll use you for example. You're a portable church. You would love to have a building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a goal to have a building. Yeah. We've There's been nothing about wrong it for with a long that. Time. Yeah. You you have you budget to save money for a building. If anybody knows of a building that is yeah. available in Elk Ridge, Elk City, Columbia area, shoot me a message. That's your goal. Yeah. But it's not your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is for reach people for Jesus. So when a church plant calls and you mm-hmm. say, Yeah, we were we're gonna give a substantial amount of money to it. Yeah. That we could have put in a building fund, but we didn't because we believe other like that. So that's your goal. Mm-hmm. I know one church that they, 18 years they were portable because they were always going to plant a church every five years. Didn't yeah. matter if a building showed up. They were yeah. going to plant a church. And you guys have already done that too. And that's a way to show that like, mm-hmm. you know what, even though we would like to grow and we would mm-hmm. like to have more people and we'd like to buy a building and all that kind of stuff, at the end of the day, we want people to reach Jesus more. So if that means giving money away to plant a church somewhere yeah. that can reach people, then we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, what it's, about. so when you set the proper goals, mm-hmm that are not sinful goals, then I think that sets us up uh, better so that way we don't fall into that trap. And yeah. you also need people to keep you accountable and call you out on your crap when mm-hmm. you're starting to become sinful and make it about the numbers, mm-hmm. make it about competition. Like this church plan is doing really well, making it a formula. Yeah. Whenever yeah. we turn God to a vending machine formula that re- comes out with what we want, then right. we're sinning. So. Yeah. People, another question that I've gotten since you've um, since you started a church, people always ask me, it's, oh, well, like, is it going to be weird if impact is bigger than City on a Hill? Or like, <laughs> or like, if they get larger than we do, quicker than we do, or anything like that? Like, that's a question that I get semi often. And like, in my, for my, for my flesh, yes. Like, yeah. my nature, yeah. Like, that thought is like, it's, it's like, oh man, well, if he gets, if he, if, if impact grows quicker than City on a Hill, then if people are going to think that Eric's a better Eric's pastor, Eric's going to finally real, <laughs> people are going to finally realize that Eric is better at this. Than yeah. me. <laughs> but ultimately, when it comes down to it, no, because as we've already stated in this podcast, success is not determined by the numbers; it's determined by following what God has called you to do in your situation, not in anybody else's situation. Yeah. But that's that's a temptation that. I'm going to have to fight, and you're going to have to fight. You, you want to know a temptation I have to fight? What? Um, and we're kind of just doing it with each other. Yeah, yeah. we're too close church planters, and, and this is one for the mm-hmm. same thing. But for any church plant that does this, is when I come up with an idea or find an idea for somebody yeah. else and use it, in my head I'm like, I don't want anyone else to do this because it's our right. idea. Like for, I'll give you an example. Um, we just got all these binders for people, so we want people to take notes. And so we bought these binders for people um, so that way it will be easier for them to take notes. So in their bulletins, they have a three-hole punch, one-page fill-in-the-blank notes. And on the other side, we call an impact card way for them to live out the sermon each each day. We give a different thing for them to do. But we found people just throwing it away because mm-hmm. no one's going to take the bulletin home with a notes on the side. So we made up... Some people do. Some people put some it people in their Bibles do. or whatever. So we bought binders that say impact cards, whatever, and said, everyone take one. You can keep your notes in there. Another church in Nashville did this. Yeah. 
and we did it and literally we got rid of so like we're almost out of them already one weekend and i gave a point yesterday and i saw everyone write them down take these notes yeah so so far it's been a great idea and i told you hey look at this and in my head i'm like but then if you do it yeah this is my idea yeah. that wasn't really my idea so <laughs> you have to copy this uh-huh. but i have to fight against it be like you should also do this if i yeah. think it's a good idea then everyone should do it or right, whatever right. Right? or i would want everyone to do it if i don't want someone else to do it when i think it's a good idea it's because i don't want you to succeed as much as i want to yeah, succeed. yeah exactly yeah and that's sinful so i always have to fight mm-hmm. against that well i, I know you showed me those binders like before you you did it and so i already knew about them and my wife lauren went to impact on sunday yeah our kids like go to each other's yeah. all the time <laughs> because your son noah was being dedicated so she yeah. went to 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 support you guys in that and then she came home with this binder and was like we need to do this and i was like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. I know Eric has a better idea than I that, 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 idea. that I do because he took it from somebody else. I'm aware, Lauren. I know he's a better pastor. Okay, but at the same time, it's like at times I want to. I don't want anyone else to do my ideas because I want to be unique. Right. Where that's that's sinful. There's another church that has supported us so much that literally mm-hmm. like gave away. To, to us all everything they, all their policies the way they do things and they gave me permission to use anything they have yeah so like their connection cards what people fill right. out I copied it yeah and I told them like hey I'm just gonna because I don't have a graphic designer I gotta do it mm-hmm. I'm really good at making graphic design when I look at someone else's and kind of creating it around yeah. I'm terrible at creating it on my own so I did that and then someone from the church came to like visit mm-hmm. and I was like I'm so sorry the connections cards are exactly the same as you <laughs> <laughs> they're like no I, I don't care who cares about that like I was like felt because I thought they'd be like this is our thing like yeah, we'll yeah. take our thing um, but they weren't so I well it, that's what this is what people have to realize too is that most churches that what is happening at those churches did not really originate there and yeah. that and that isn't stealing you know, we talked. We had a whole podcast about when it comes to preaching and mm-hmm. you know using sermon outlines and those sort of things. But I'm talking about just like the method of doing ministry. Mm-hmm. If if a church gets upset with another church doing something similar in the way that we reach out to the people who attend, mm-hmm. then there's something wrong with that church because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about reaching lost people. So if I found something that is successful at City on a Hill, or if you found something that's successful at Impact, then we should share it with each other yeah. because we want each other to reach more lost people. Yeah. That's the goal of everything that we're doing. Yeah. And we're not competing. We're on the same team. We're, we're both trying to help people find Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And if we ever get to a place as churches, universally as churches, if we get to a place where we think, oh, well, you can't do it. That's, that's, that's ours. Yeah. There's something wrong. It, I, I think when... Some churches try to copy like mission, like yeah. Mission statement, the vision statement. I think that's like yeah, or on because then you're not even figuring out what God wants you to be, right? But I, I think what we mainly talk about and what I would agree with is when it's like images, mm-hmm. like policies, like those kind of things, or, or like events. ideas, events. Yeah, where you're like, oh, we did this event and it really yeah. worked well for our community. I don't know if it will work for your community or not. You know better than I do, yeah, but, but give it a shot. Yeah. It worked for us. It's you need to. Be, and we talked about this in the, that, that one podcast where you need to be listening to what God wants you to do in your church. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's a lot of things I don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that. So I'm like, I'll ask people what works for you. Yeah. And I'll see if that works for us. And then you adapt and you change and you learn and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, if if a church, I, I don't agree with a church like basically copying another person's mission mm-hmm. statement just mm-hmm. to do it um, unless they really feel like that's yeah. what God called them to do. Yeah. 
but for yeah. for example, in in November, November eighteenth, we're doing breakfast church where we're just eating eggs, pancakes, bacon in the middle of church. If you want to come, you can November eighteenth. Yeah, but so uh, <laughs> little, little plug. <laughs> but do you think that I came up with that? I didn't invent breakfast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, and I'm not. And we aren't the first church to do that. Yeah. There, I I heard another pastor doing that. Uh, Chris Beckert in um yeah, yeah. in in Virginia, and she's not the first person to do it, right? Yeah. She's not the first church to, to have breakfast church, but it's a great idea, and it's and everybody that I've told have said, hey, we're gonna eat breakfast in the middle of church while we're doing worship while i'm preaching you're gonna sit at a table and you can get as much breakfast as you want and people are like oh really that yeah. sounds like an awesome idea i love breakfast who doesn't right so <laughs> it's it's a cool idea that i didn't come up with but if it's a way to get people to invite friends so that that person then hears about jesus christ it's a win all right well you know what for being gone for so long it's like riding a bike okay you just jump right back on you just you forget, you don't do it for two months, and you come back, and we do a flawless show. Again. All this talk of humility throughout <laughs> all this episode, and this and is how you flaw- decide to end it. <laughs> flawless show again, once again, and our numbers are going to skyrocket. Oh, my goodness. We have the formula to do it. Yeah, and because <laughs> success is found in the numbers. Success is found in the numbers, and if that's true, I don't know how successful a podcast <laughs> is. Maybe mid-success. Um, before, we know you guys have forgotten because it's been a couple months, so yeah. we have not gone over some of the homework stuff. So everyone get a pen. Listen, if you have not reviewed Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, do it. we haven't gotten a new review in like two and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so have we recorded an episode in two and a months? No, but you could have still reviewed. Yeah. Um, so make sure you do that. You can go to our website, nymchristianpodcast.com. We need to update that sucker, I think. Because Topper's still all over it. He's not all over it, but he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to update that, but uh, we're, we're going to start updating that in the next year maybe <laughs> we'll eventually do it but you can follow us on all the social medias Facebook Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at NYM Christian Pod or Christian Podcast <laughs> it depends on which way you're looking <laughs> we're on all those as well yeah um, but yeah so let's you know we normally close out with a song yeah. so well we you know we discovered is that we, we probably need to apologize for, yeah. for being away from for so long mm-hmm. and um and I feel like you know this is this from doing this, it's like, you know what? This just feels right being back. Yeah. And and I realize the mistakes that we've made by by doing by being gone for so long that you know what? I was a fool to ever leave your side. Me minus you is such a lonely ride. It's hard to watch you do. <laughs> the breakup we had has made me lonesome and sad. I realize I love, love you because <laughs> I want you bad. Hey, hey. I spent the oh. evening with the radio. Oh, Regret cool. the moment that I let you go. Our quarrel was such a way of learning so much. I know now that I love you cause I need your touch. Hey, hey. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited cause we understood. There's one perfect fit, and sugar, this one is it. We both are so excited, cause we're reunited. Hey, hey.
listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.